Julio Rivera, let me ask you this question, dear brother. What's your revolution? For me, you know, coming out of a, a burnout, yeah, my life has been a series of burnouts. <laughs> you know, I think a lot about um, practicing what I preach and also just self-care and taking care of your mental health. We're actually uh, recording this in May and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, I actually just, uh, a friend also sent me a recent article about this DJ we used to look up to uh, who committed suicide. And so I just think that, um, you know, now more than ever, right, uh, we, I am really trying to uh, change um, this narrative around uh, uh, an entrepreneur and what is what is being a venture-packed entrepreneur look like? And right, this it doesn't need to be this uh, slog of working hours and hours and hours um, uh, and and burning ourselves out. We can really take care of ourselves in a really radical way, uh, where we are allowing our nervous systems to really relax, and we really get to enjoy life. And we have the identity. I have my identity as yes, the CEO of Liberate, and then I also have this other identity, right, where I have hobbies, and I'm a family man, and I'm have a dating life, and you know something I'm working on. Uh, Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, revolutionaries? So here we go, man. Welcome to the Western Revolution Show, the show for men and the people who love them, where we talk about how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? At the airing of this show, I will be two weeks away from 50. At the recording, excuse me, of this show, I will be two weeks away from 50. And it's interesting to think about what 50 looks like, this revolution, this this time around the sun, and really speaks to this whole brand, this whole lifestyle, this whole mantra, this whole question that I've been asking actually for the last 10 years. What's your revolution? And I think about what this 49th revolution has been and what the 50th revolution has been or what it will be revolutionaries and how I want to continue to show up authentically for you to embrace this lifestyle of change and transformation of being the best version of myself the better version of myself each day that is a part of the revolution and so i'm so excited to continue this journey to continue these conversations with dope men who are doing dope stuff and each year i get to celebrate really a person who I and my family and you think have done revolutionary things for the entire community, for the entire nation, for the entire world, and particularly how are they impacting black and brown communities? I think about our first revolutionary of the year. Yes, that's who we're talking to today. We're going to talk to the 2021 revolutionary of the year today. But I think about our first revolutionary of the year, the 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 consummate Jarvis DeBerry, who the editorial columnist for the Times Picayune at the time, this brother was doing his thing, right? As he said, you know, about black men and black folks that we are just ordinary people right we are not ordinary extraordinary people we are not superheroes we get up 
every day. We clothe ourselves. We are fathers and sons and uncles and mentors. And shout out to my godson who just turned 10. We are Paran, Sean, Solomon, Francois, Brown. I love you. I love you. I love you, little man. You are, you are my hero. I love to see you growing. And then a shout out to our second revolutionary of the year, Will Snowden, right? And we asked him this question, revolutionaries, right? When you die, what do you want people to say about your name? And Will Snowden is the one we can say help really change how people are given a fair trial in the state of Louisiana. If you remember up until a couple of years ago, revolutionaries, in, re in Louisiana, you could go to jail for a 10 to 2 verdict for a hung jury, but not anymore because Will Snowden said, you know what, I'm going to take this beacon, I'm going to take this man of revolutionaries, and we're going to change. Along with my good friend Royce Duplessis, they were able to create legislation that you have to have unanimous jury a unanimous jury to convict someone in the state of Louisiana. An antiquated law was overturned. And then I began to think about our third revolutionary of the year, Courtney Brame, that brother who is out here helping lives, people who have the trauma, right, the stigma of being, of finding out they have been, they have contracted an STI. This brother is out there doing the work, people who felt like I have to like take my life because of just stigmas of that we have around STI, the author and founder of Something Positive for Positive People, Courtney Brain, continue to do the work that you're doing to save lives, right? Pe taking people off the ledge because of the stigma of STIs, brother, continue to do your thing. And so I think about, right, you've heard those names, Jar Jarvis DeBerry, Will Snowden, Courtney Brain, who could we bring in, right, to be our 2021 Revolutionary of the Year? And I have to say, I met this brother last year, man. And, you know, one of the most infectious people that you ever want to meet, right? And when you see him, right, and so people that are watching the show right now see him. But when you hear him laugh during the show, you're going to know that this brother is genuine in nature, right? And I met him and we were sitting in Camelback Ventures. I got to give a shout out to Aaron Walker and the great team at Camelback Ventures, you know, who are bringing and proliferating the lives of women, non-binary and people of color. Excuse me, revolutionaries. I'm just so excited. I know I'm stuttering over my words. I'm just so excited about this show. But I met this brother as he was talking about his work. He was talking about Liberate, the meditation app for us and by us. For black and indigenous people of color, but he will tell you that you can learn people. If you don't look like me and him, you can still come and be a part of this. You can still learn the meditations, right, to find calm. People, I'm talking about the CEO of Liberate, Julio Rivera, my friend, 2020 Camelback alumni. This brother is dope. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the revolution, Julio. How are you, brother? How are you, brother? What an intro. Thank you, Charles. Uh, I'm deeply humbled and honored to, to be with you and to know you as well. So thank you. I'm, I'm doing really great. Really, really great. After that intro, I mean, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling pride and I'm feeling a lot of gratitude. Yes, man. Look, thank you. Thank you. And we are, I don't want to sound paternalistic. We are proud to honor you right as this man as this person who you know sought out to create an opportunity for people to find peace and self-care in their lives and i'm going to say this right now 
Revolutionaries, go to your app store, go to the Play Store. If you don't have Liberate on your phone right now, do it. Look, I was in in the co-working space here at Gather, my friend, and I was telling my folks who I was introducing, to, who I was going to interview tonight, and I was like, download this app right now. And they were like, word. I told them all about the app, and they downloaded it. I was like, oh, my God, this is the truth. This is the truth. But before we get into Liberate, Julio Rivera, let me ask you this question, dear brother. What's your revolution? Mm. Yeah, what is my revolution? Um, for me, you know, coming out of a, a burnout, uh, a more recent burnout in life, um, yeah, my life has been a series of burnouts. <laughs> you know, I think a lot about um, practicing what I preach and also just self-care and taking care of your mental health. We're actually uh, recording this in May and it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, I actually just, uh, a friend also sent me a recent article about this DJ we used to look up to uh, who committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that, um, you know, now more than ever, right? Uh, we, I am really trying to uh, change um, this narrative around uh, uh, an entrepreneur and what is what is being a venture-packed entrepreneur look like and right this it doesn't need to be this uh, slog of working hours and hours and hours um, uh, and and burning ourselves out we can really take care of ourselves in a really radical way uh, where we are allowing our nervous systems to really relax and we really get to enjoy life. And we have the identity. I have my identity as, yes, the CEO of Liberate. And then I also have this other identity, right, where I have hobbies and I'm a family man and I have a dating life and, you know, something I'm working on. Uh, I have spent a lot of time working on the company. That's my baby. But, you know, and so um, there's not getting myself so attached to one identity uh, where I make meaning, right? So for example, right? Like spending a lot of time fundraising now. And if I attach my identity so much to liberate when fundraising is not going well, then, uh, I think about, oh, Hey, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. Um, and that really impacts my mental health and my relationship to myself. Um, so yeah, really, really radically changing that. And so, um, my, my worth, uh, who I am is not defined by uh, liberate and liberates progress, right? I'm, I'm um, a good person. I'm a soul. Um, I have a big heart and, and, and I'm defined by that, uh, not by not my, of these other external things, right? Exactly, brother. And, you know, I, I hear that. And, and thank you for sharing your revolution around, around practicing radical self-care and what does that look like in this space of being an entrepreneur? And so many of my guests on the show, interestingly enough, are entrepreneurial and they're finding their ways. I want to pull back for a second, Julio, because you talk about this, right? You got to liberate, right? And, and again, revolutionaries, make sure you go out, download this app to your Play Store, you know, the uh, App Store, but you got to liberate the creation of Liberate because you were burned out. What were you doing? What were you doing before Liberate and how did it lead you to get burned out? Because I really want my revolutionaries to hear or internalize like they may be at that place where you were. 
So what were you doing and how did you get there? Yeah, so at the time I was a senior software engineer leading uh, engineering teams for building mobile apps and a lot of uh, retail brands. So some big retail brands. And for me, um, I was really trying hard to get this you know, senior engineering promotion and you know, was really working day and night uh, just, you know, working and just working nonstop. And um, at the time also I was working on wall street and I had a partner. Um, so if, you know, once I got the promotion, also I, I got the six figure salary that was with that. And it was like, okay, I'm, I'm 26. I have all these things that I worked so, so hard for. And yet I feel so unfulfilled inside. And, you know, I think, I think I've kind of absorbed the narrative, right. That, that success and material success leads to happiness and, you know, the, the, the narrative around the American dream. And, um, and I want to say that, like, for me, that wasn't the case, right. I had got everything that I wanted and got everything on the outside that would looked good and yet was totally unfulfilled. I also personally had this existential crisis because I grew up with this identity of being a programmer. I started programming at a very young age. And so then when I wanted, when I was severely burnt out and I wanted to have nothing to do with it, my identity was so attached to the programming that like when I didn't want to do nothing, excuse me, when I didn't want to have nothing to do with it, it was like, well, who am I? Right. And asking myself, why am I here? And this constant asking of like, what am I here for? And not having an answer <laughs> really was uh, disheartening and uh, made me even more depressed. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that, the, that burnout um, led me to uh, trying to find resources to deal with my mental health and fell upon meditation. You know, Julia, it is it is a wonderful thing if we think about entrepreneurship that oftentimes that we're solving our own problems and the ability to think through those because we're we're actually not the only one going through these issues, right? We're solving a problem that we think may be solitary, but ultimately finding resources and or creating resources for a litany of people or a population of people is because we saw this, we saw this issue within ourselves. And then all of a sudden we do those tests and you're like, oh, I'm burned out. You're burned out. We're burned out. They're burned out, right? And what's out there for us, right? What's out there for us that is going to actually alleviate that pain. So there are a couple of things that I, I, I want to unpack because there are many people out here now, we're, we're still dealing with COVID. People have lost their jobs or like us, we have been working extremely hard even during the pandemic. And, you know, this opportunity for you for Liberate, and we'll talk about this, the, the, the fundraising and right, the hotness of your app now means that people are clamoring to be a part of you. They want to tug at your coattails and they want to give you money. But that's a whole new thing, right? That's a whole new. And so you're working even harder, you know, to try to figure out, one, what's my identity? Because I don't want to get back to an identity that, that, that is really not mine, right? And also, how do I continue to practice this level of self-care when I'm working even more, you know, around a passion of mine? It's really interesting because you said early on, 
I had the six-figure salary. I had the job that I wanted. I thought that I had figured out life. And I'm, you know, I've been listening to these podcasts around minimalism and how we find freedom with not ascribing to this maximal lifestyle that the six-figure salary is the, is the benchmark, that I need all of these things to make myself happy, or I, I need this big title to give me the feeling of security. And it, it, it seemed like from you, from what you were saying, finding all of that didn't give you that. And you actually needed to find a minimal way out. And meditation was actually probably the minimal way out of, of, of clearing all the noise or decluttering everything that was in your world. It gives you that opportunity. I want you to talk about meditation for a minute. And, and what meditation, how did, so how did you find meditation as the resource to help you move through the burnout and yeah let, let's let, let's 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 bring it right there how did you find meditation to really help you through this period yeah so i was uh so i'm an app guy right <laughs> like i was building apps and and so a lot of resources that i would go to were were apps right and so i was doing some research around how do people are dealing with stress and anxiety and found meditation and I just searched meditation on the app store. And then I downloaded an app a lot of millennials are downloading today, which is, which is called Headspace. And so really like working with Headspace was my first introduction. And I noticed some changes, right? Noticed changes in how I was dealing with my stress and anxiety, but really got very curious and also had this feeling like, well, there's much more to this. And I'm feeling like, um, I'm hitting like this wall, this wall in, in my progress. So I started going off to different communities in New York City, physical communities, physical Buddhist uh, communities. And that's where I landed on a, a center that had a group specifically dedicated for uh, people of color. And for me, being in this space allowed me to be much more vulnerable than I had been around the challenges that I was going through because this container that was created uh, with people that looked like me allowed me to feel safe. And I think that that is the biggest thing um, that I uh, find in, in my own work and in, in my own work internally and what I'm trying to create a world is like a world where we feel safe. We, as in black and brown folks, feel safe. And when we look at um, when we look at a lot of the media, especially today, around uh, what's happening in our community, the police brutality, the deaths, it is this constant reminder that we aren't safe. Um, and so there's there's so coming back to meditation, right? And using using this example. Um, there's, there's, when you're meditating, right, you have an anchor, you have a, a place that you, you have your attention focused on, which is typically taught as the breath. So you close your eyes, you're, you're watching and you're observing your breath. As you have a thought, um, your mind is going to be attracted to that thought, right, such as the to-do. And then the idea is to bring your attention back to the breath. And it is this ping pong mm. uh, kind of um match that happens between the breath and your thoughts um, that allows you to build this uh, mental uh, muscle, this mental capacity to uh, come back to the present moment. Because often 
our minds are really just trying to keep us safe. And it's not always what the mind says, our thoughts uh, actually like keeps us safe. It actually keeps us in a state of fear. So let's just say, um, yeah, like let's just say that uh, you saw on the news, right, that this certain town, um, you know, had a lot of violence and danger, right? Your mind would constantly be ruminating on that. Right. And so if you can kind of step back and be in the present moment and maybe even walk and engage in that town, you'll find that maybe it isn't exactly all that dangerous. It is just my mind kind of absorbing what's happening externally. And so um, I'll pause there because I can keep. (laughs) No, keep it. No, keep it going. I I, I love because what I want is is what my revolutionaries to understand like this is a part of the 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 fear anxiety and 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 actually overcoming it with the use of meditation you know i think about this right i don't sleep well i was having a conversation with a good friend of mine today and you know we're talking about the impending 50 she's over 50 and I just don't sleep well like I used to. I don't sleep like, you know, the, that old adage, sleep like a baby. I don't sleep like a baby. I sleep like an adult. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, um, because uh, unfortunately, uh, Julio, I wake up. And if I do wake up, right, my mind is, my mind begins to race. And oftentimes it's not racing to the joys of the day, right? It's not, it's not, my mind is not going to race to this conversation at 3 a.m., right tomorrow morning it's going to raise to this house is not ready and i got to pay this mortgage payment um mm-hmm. how do i get all of these uh, appliances in um how do i get a tenant all all of this thing is my mom and dad okay right how do i mm-hmm. look how do i even embark on a, a relationship with all of the things that i i've got going on the six or seven different things and so now i've got to try to figure out how to get back to sleep because my mind has created a narrative that keeps me in a fear state. And we know, you know, if, if, if we think about the neurology of this, in a fear state, the brain is going to, the, the brain is actually super alert because it thinks that the, it is fearful, right? And so the brain wants you, you're in, you're in that flight or flight response. That's what anxiety, anxiety is a part of that. Um, and so now you're trying to tell the brain, it's okay, everything is going to be all right, you know, but the brain is like, no, 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 no. How does meditation actually begin to alleviate that, right? It's 3 a.m. and I'm thinking, Julio, Julio taught me this, right? How can I meditate to actually alleviate my fear and stress and actually calm me down? Actually, let me ask you this. How can I use liberate at that moment at 3 a.m. There it is at 3 a.m. to calm myself back down and go back to sleep. Yes, very, very good question. Um, Yeah, so I would say open up, liberate, and a particular meditation that comes to mind is Embracing Strong Emotions by Kyra Duolingo. And really in this meditation, what the teacher is offering is a practice to be with the emotions, um, to accept them, to embrace them, to nurture them, um, because behind every emotion, emotion is a piece of wisdom for us. And naturally, as men, uh, we we uh, these qualities of embracing and nurturing aren't necessarily um, inherent to us. So it's something that we need to cultivate. But if we can 
Uh, my invitation for the men listening is to to really learn how to nurture and care for these emotions because not because for me, for example, right, like uh, there are times, yes, where I am up at that same time, two a.m., three a.m., and I'm in a fear-based state. I my body, my mind says I'm in danger when I'm really not. And so by embracing the fear that I'm currently holding, I can really um, allow the fear to be there. And in that acceptance and that allowance, uh, the, the, the fear tends to actually uh, vanish or, or rather subside and relax because um, naturally in fear-based states, we, the mind keeps ruminating. And so mm -hmm. we, just, we just increase the level of fear. But actually, meditation is this kind of stopgap. It is a it is a kind of way of breaking out of these habits that we develop over time that actually just make our anxiety and stress worse. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I want to I want to unpack something really quickly. You talk about embracing the fear. What do you mean by that? It's it's it's, it's three a.m. and are are you saying <laughs> I need to say I need to say to myself like it's okay to be afraid right now. Like to, to acknowledge that there's a, a fear going on that, that it's okay to, you know, that it's okay to be afraid, but everything is going to be all right. Would you uh, unpack that for people? Cause people heard that. What, what does he mean by embrace this fear or embrace this emotion? Yes. So, um, the best way for me to, to, to kind of explain this is to, to kind of walk through, quickly, like right here, right now, as if I was, as if I was doing it on myself. So I am taking a breath and I'm scanning my body for tension for places that feel stuck. I feel pain. And for me, when I scan my face and my torso area, my face feels tension right now. And my shoulders actually feel a lot of weight um, and actually I think for men this is also a place where we can feel a lot of pressure a lot of weight and and fear is in the shoulders and so just breathing in and allowing the fear and well I can easily sometimes it's hard for people to place a physical sensation in the body to an emotion but um, that guided meditation will help you with that but for me, in my experience, uh, I'm, I've developed this capacity to easily do this. So I know that the fear is there. And so in my shoulders and in my face, I'll, I'll focus on my face. And I'm really just saying to this fear, you know, it's okay. I'm saying in my mind, like, it's okay to be there. And so I'm just breathing and I'm noticing the tension in my face. And I'm just allowing it to be there. And so over time, as I'm doing this, it may even grow. The fear can, the tension may grow in my face because I'm giving room for something that's kind of been uh, stuck in my body, uh, the trauma uh, in my body. Uh, I'm giving it space for it to rise. So sometimes the fear may grow. And so, um, and then kind of the meditation kind of guides this nurturing quality. So think of uh, bringing in, into this space, into this meditation, um, uh, the quality of a caretaker, maybe somebody who I love or somebody who has shown me a lot of love as a man 
Um, and the person that I, I think about is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother, you know, no matter what is happening, um, always shows me an unconditional amount of love. And so with this quality of love that I'm pulling on, I can use that love like, oh, I'm worthy. I have the capacity to show this fear love. And what ends up happening is after allowing this fear and showing this fear love, sometimes the emotion wants to say something to you. This is the really fun part. And this is the wisdom part is like fear. What, what, what's really happening here? What are you really scared of? What are you really afraid of? And in this moment and listening to the fear, what I can say is the fear is just, you know, I'm just really scared of not being accepted, mm. not being appreciated, not, not saying the right thing on this podcast to be loved. And so by calling in my grandmother's love, I can relax and I'm noticing that the fear is starting to relax. And, you know, I don't have to attach my identity to how I show up on this podcast. I just inherently know regardless i'm loved appreciated and accepted yeah you know revolutionaries i you know i often pause on the show when we have like those moments where we have to just sit back and say we just we just got something so beautiful that you know we need to we need to pause for a second because we just we we just got a we just got a masterclass right the the the, the masterclass in meditation right here in front of us. And so I want to say to you, I, I'm grateful. I, I'm grateful for that practice that you were able to exemplify for us. And you know, you know that you are loved here, like you mm -hmm. loved here. And, you know, knowing all, all of the amazing work that you do. And I, I love how you couch this in like men, because I, you know, I, I, I know some of the people that listen to the show were like, Meditation is meditation is is that woo stuff, and I'm not you know is that that's that woo stuff. I don't I don't <laughs> that woo woo stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's all that woo stuff you be talking about, Corpru. You know when you riding with the bras, you talking about I'm I'm the most vulnerable, right? But meditation, as we think about this, as 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 we deal with trauma, right? How often, as I think you're saying, is that how do we go to the ground floor? What's really really causing that? You know, and I think about right at the at three a.m. when I I don't ask myself like what's the ground floor of this, and you know part of the, what's been waking me up is like the ground floor. Am I making the right decisions? Right? Mm -hmm. Do I actually have mm -hmm. enough money to do this? When I know that I have enough money to do this, right? Just make the decision. You don't you know don't worry about whether or not you're gonna save a couple of pennies make the decision you've got the money but that's that fear of that's that that's that um you know that scarcity mindset that we can have that causes that fear instead of looking at looking our lives from a place of abundance that fear at least for me will well up like oh man i don't i don't want to spend all this money what happens you know instead of saying this is an investment and this investment will allow my investments to grow and to trust that. That's what that fear is at three o'clock in the morning, at least for the last couple of weeks it's been. So I love that, you know, and I, I push this with my friend and asking her, like, when we have conversation, 
what's at the ground floor of what what's bothering us, what's causing us fear. And I think many of us don't go to the ground floor because we acknowledge that something's there, but we don't go to the ground floor to say, what's, what's the trigger? What's the actual trigger in this? And this meditation and liberate will allow you hopefully to get to the ground floor, to embrace the emotions that you're dealing with, right? As a person and to hopefully come out on the other side. And I, and I, and I love that. Uli, I, I want to move this conversation not away from Liberate, but I want to move the conversation adjacent to it because you talk about being an entrepreneur and that, that journey of entrepreneurship for, for you. You know, what has that been like for you coming out of being burnt out, right? Finding, you know, in my team, you know, my, my colleagues at Camelback will, you know, laugh because you know, you found a problem in a value proposition. And you know what I'm saying? You found a market, <laughs> you know. <laughs> found a cu- you found a customer segmentation. You found a way to make money. What has that journey for you been like? And, I, you know, this is kind of a softball question for you. But what has that journey been like when you know that you're trying to make social impact? Right? Liberate is an app for people, right, to find their space, to find their way out that has tremendous social impact. But it also has the ability to generate a lot of revenue. What has that journey for you been like as an entrepreneur to get you to this space where you are right now? I mean, yes, that is a, a lot uh, to unpack. And what I can say is, you know, um, that my, I, what I've learned um, is that my capacity to grow this business is really um, very much intertwined with my own healing and my capacity to ask for help, my capacity to allow people to see the vulnerable parts of me. Um, you know, I think, I think while yes, those things like around the different aspects of uh, creating a business model are super important. I, I also believe that, um, a lot of it is around mindset and, and my beliefs um, around myself and the world. And um, so, so yeah, I think, um, yeah, the entrepreneurship journey has been very fun. Like, you know, for example, Liberate was a free donation-based app for a very, very long time. And I had a lot of resistance around uh, moving it to subscription-based model because I didn't want to charge our community. Um, but really underneath all of that was um, uh, trauma around money and, and capitalism and being able to address that, look at that, get therapy, get coaching, get, do meditation on it, all the things I was able to move past through that and really be more of in service to our community. Um, and so I think one thing that, that really comes to mind is that uh, that I, I, I read recently was just this reminder that everyone's journey is very different. And um, I do this so often as I go on IG, I follow a bunch of other CEOs and I start comparing myself to their journey, right? I wish I was 
so much farther along. I should have been raised this money. I should have raised double this money already, right? And and my journey is very my my journey is my own. And there's probably a reason uh, from the man above, like why I haven't done that, right? There's another lesson uh, for me to learn, or another opportunity for my character to develop. And so, um, all I really want folks to hear is, you know, um, focus on the business, uh, uh, focus on you, and uh, you know, uh, just be proud of the, your own accomplishments, and and try not to compare yourself to others because that'll be that'll be your downfall. <laughs> Hula, you're you're exactly right, and. That is, that is a wonderful thing to put out there into the ethos that as you're building your venture and your venture may just be you, right? If we think about this, our first ventures are ourselves. If we mm, think, if, mm, if we think about this, right? Our first ventures are ourselves and, and how we continue to proliferate them and how we present them to the world because ultimately and ultimately – the world is going to see us, right? And as, as we continue to grow as people, right, hopefully you're building a brand that you are happy with, right? When you look into the mirror and you look at this version of yourself, you're saying, you know what? I have built a great venture that I can go out to the world and be happy with. And if you mm. buy into this venture, great, right? Mm. You're great, uh, great. If you don't, great because i've worked hard to get to this right to be my most authentic self target is not look target is not pandering to everybody else target says this is who we are mm. right come in buy what you need or not walmart mcdonald's burger king you think about this this is who they are and they've built versions of themselves, right, to attract people. We are our greatest venture. And I think that if you're building a if you're building a venture around what you believe in and it's actually solving a problem, right? And that you believe and that you can step up and say, This is this is what I believe in, and it has a tremendous social impact to what we're doing in the world, that's a wonderful thing. You know, and I, I, you know, I hear you talk about where you, where you should have been comparing ourselves, comparing our venture to somebody else's venture is only going to create more opportunities for us to meditate at 3 a.m. in the morning. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right? You know, exactly. if I think about this, if I think about the people who I've surrounded myself with, I'm not them. Right. Their ventures are different. They're not me. They're not sitting in front of this computer at 736 talking to one of the most prolific people that I know, one of the most influential people that I know in the world who is changing tremendously people's lives simply by teaching them how to meditate. They're not doing that. But guess what? This is my venture. This is Charles Corpro. This is Julio Rivera. And we've built this, right? And what's your revolution and liberate our extensions of who we are? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I think about that, that the, great, the greatest companies start with people who said, my companies are just an extension of who I am and I have the ability to impact people's lives, hopefully to bring them joy. 
And I think that's what you're doing and hopefully that's what I'm trying to do with Western Revolution is that when people hear this show, when people pop on Liberate, right, and they begin to heal themselves, they can look back at Julio Rivera. They can look back at Charles Corporate and say, wow, they found themselves. They built themselves first and then put something that they loved out into the world. And so I'm extremely happy, right, for what you're doing, for shifting the opportunities for people like me and my revolutionaries at 3 a.m. in the morning or 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 12 p.m. or 10 p.m., right, to be able to open Liberate and say, you know what, there's an opportunity for me to learn. There's an opportunity for me to grow. There's an opportunity for me to find, to grow, to go inward within myself instead of outward to find peace. You think mm-hmm. about this, right, in the midst of in the midst of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and the litany of our people who have been taken from us mm-hmm. in this society, right, where we get to see murder and death and the atrocities as 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 well as joy and happiness i don't want to take that away that we get to see joy and happiness with people on a consistent mm-hmm. basis what you're saying julio is that we still have to find ways to take care of ourselves that self-care right as you saw in our slack channel <laughs> on last friday that if we find ways to care for ourselves we can not only heal ourselves we can heal others we can be those beacons of light julio you know as we begin to close out dear brother you know i want you to think about this right think about this question if you had an opportunity to say something to the younger version of yourself and i understand that you just told me right you just told me that you were 26 how how old are you now i'm 31 He's 31, <laughs> right? Right. He's 30, 31. 31. Dear God, give me the last 19 years back of my life. <laughs> you know, let me get that. Let me get that. Uh, you're funny. You're you funny. know, but if you had an opportunity even to go back 10 years, right, and to have a conversation with young, young Julio, what would you tell him? I mean, Honestly, what I would say is just be kinder to yourself. Yeah. You know, everything, everything always works out just as it should. Uh, everything always, always, always works out. And um, what I have seen time and time and again, that everything works out. I'm a big man of faith and believe that um, everything works out. And it's just like how we, I think what, what, what can change for me is how I treat myself along the way of everything that's waiting for me on the other side. Um, and so, yeah, that's all I, all I would say. Be kinder to yourself. You know, we talk to ourselves the most and (laughs) we do, (laughs) we do. We talk to ourselves more than any other person. And, Oftentimes, at least for me, that conversation is I need to I need to be much kinder to myself. You know, that we are not perfect people, Julio, Mm -hmm. that we make mistakes. But hopefully in turn, when we look back, you know, we can say, you know, I grew from those mistakes and we don't make those mistakes time and time again because we have to grow. But love on yourself is what I hear you're saying. 
be kinder to you. Mm-hmm. Talk kinder to yourself. How would you want someone else to talk to you? If someone else heard you talking to yourself, they'd be like, damn, right? Be a little kinder to yourself, revolutionaries. I want to celebrate you, my dear brother, my dear friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is, Amber. There it is, Amber, my dear brother. I want to celebrate you and the tremendous work that you're doing. You know, it means a lot for us here at What's a Revolution to honor you as our revolutionary of the year, the person that we think is making seismic change in the world. You know, look at that infectious smile. We didn't get that laugh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Right. That, that's it. That, that is making seismic change in the world. And we need more people like you. We need more revolutionaries like you who are saying, you know what, self-care will take you even further. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the, the neurology and the physiology of meditation, right, we didn't even touch that, but how it changes your brain, right? Mm-hmm. How meditation can change. It increases serotonin. It increases dopamine levels. It increases oxytocin in your body. The ability to find a quiet space for yourself and to be led in meditation, right? It increases happiness. It increases connection. You know, mm-hmm. I talk about this all the time, revolutionaries, that so cap, you know, social capital, right? Being in groups is the new capital. Finding connection is the new currency. It's actually not even new currency. It's old currency. We just got to figure out how to do it more. You know, that's what I love about our Camelback family is that we have the ability, even in space, even out of space, that we find community. And so we celebrate you. We salute you. Julio Rivera, our Revolutionary of the Year. We thank you for your time. In any way that we can support and uplift this amazing work, we want to continue to do so. So, Revolutionaries, I'm asking you now, if you haven't at some point during this show, <laughs> go out, App Store, Play Store, download, li- download Liberate. Give it great reviews. Give yes, it great, <laughs> right, give it great reviews. Anything else you want to leave us with, Julio, before we drop? Um, yeah, well, thank you so much, uh, for bringing me on the show. I really appreciate it. And yeah, no, I, I really love this, this, this thought of being kinder to ourselves and, um, just for my perfectionists out there, because I am a a fellow perfectionist, uh, sometimes we can get angry at ourselves because we are not being kinder to ourselves. And so, um, it's important just to find uh, sometimes we can't find the kindness in ourselves to show ourselves. So we have to anchor in uh, other people who have been kind to us. Um, so if you're having a tough time with that, just think about the people, the invitation is to think about people in your life that have uh, offered that kindness to you and, and remind yourself you are worthy of that. Yeah. So just uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Revolutionaries. I hope that you are well. And as our good friend, our good friend Julio Rivera says, you know, stay with those people who find who have the ability to pour into you, to pour that kindness into you. I love you. I love you. I love you. We are here with you. Salbona, I see you. I see you, revolutionaries. We will talk to you soon. We will talk to you soon. Take care. And as we say here, always be able to answer what we think is the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? Take care, everyone. Talk to you. Peace. Take care. What's good, revolution? 
that's it. But I'm just happy. I am super happy that you're here with me, brother. This is, you know, yeah. No, no, it's it is it is all good. We're gonna, it's gonna be super dope, man. You know, I, I cannot wait for my people to really get with this. Like this.